Hello, everybody, and welcome to Chat from a Hat. I'm your host, Josh Brown, along with my co-host, Caleb Luther. Caleb, how are you? I'm good. This is our second time how doing this now. <laughs> I'm, I am good, Josh. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. Can't complain. <laughs> I'm reading from a script. Reading from a cue card. <laughs> Caleb. At least, we, at least we don't have to re-record it. Uh, an entire episode like we did a couple weeks ago, which was just hell. Don't say that yet. Yet, yeah. Don't say true. that yet. That's true. That's Caleb, true. Caleb, you had you. What, what's been going on? What's been going on in what's been going on in the life well, of Mister Luther? Well, I have. I've recently started a medication for the first time in my life for anxiety. I've had it my whole life, but I'm just now doing something about it. <laughs> you know, uh, it's been good. I'm on. Selexa. Selexa. <laughs> Not Cialis, right? Which is apparently good for uh it's an SSRI. I forgot what those I forgot what those letters stand for, but he, it is he that. Get, he didn't get my joke. I didn't. Okay. What'd you say? I said it's not Cialis, is it? No. Josh. Okay. It's not. It's Alexa. Okay. And uh Caleb no, doesn't even know what no, Cialis no, does. No no big no serious side effects, so uh just a little bit of drowsiness, but I've been it's going well. Hope to see some good results of that. I can't. I can't wait to get canceled for my Cialis joke because I'm poking fun at the mental health people. Uh, what is Cialis? <laughs> <laughs> I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Cialis is an erectile dysfunction drug. Oh, oh Josh, you've done it now. I've done it. Cancel me. I don't you give have a crap done anymore. It now. Cancel me. But yeah, on medication for the first time in my life. It was it was needed, but I just didn't, never pulled the trigger. Well, you know what, Caleb, I'm <clears throat> glad that you are on medication because uh, you and I both uh, take mental health very very seriously, and uh, yeah, I'm glad that I'm glad that you took that leap and went and got. You know, I've made a, I made a, a TikTok about it because you know I went on TikTok and saw that uh, when it comes to this particular medication. It's all just like women that have talked about it. Like, no men. is men mm-hmm. just, like, not talk about their mental health? Because it's a stigma, man. you got to be I a man. A, but I made a... And all, my, all, my com- all the comments were mostly were positive, except for, like, a couple that said, like, that stuff doesn't work. Here's what helps exercise and diet. And... That's not... And they're, they're literally talking to the wrong person, because yep. I have done exercise and diet my whole life. Yep. Uh, I exercise every day. And undoubtedly good for you and it especially on the spot during like maybe like a panic attack it's really good mm-hmm. it does not help the overarching anxiety from day to no, day it, it does not help that so doesn't that that is not true not Whenever true people say like nope like only exercise is the only thing that helps like no i'm gonna continue to do exercise mm-hmm. because it's good for my my, my mind and mm-hmm. my body but uh not not the only thing. Diet and exercise, you need, a, need a little bit of extra. Help the the diet the diet and exercise thing is bull crap. I'll go ahead and tell you that right now. Yeah. Um, it might help some people. It doesn't help everybody. Um, yeah, I mean, if it, whenever you if you if you if you jog and stuff like that, you are gonna feel good about yourself. Uh, but it's not gonna it's not gonna change the fact that I'm terrified of picking up the phone and calling someone. It's yeah. not gonna help me get it's over fear help of your, driving. It's, it's not, not gonna help it's your not gonna existential help, dread. It's not gonna help that stuff. It's gonna help like like small anxiety that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's what people think that anxiety is just small moments. No, it's a thing that happens not. like every waking moment of your life. <laughs> yes, agreed. Absolutely agreed. Moving on. Well, I move- did go to Columbus. This I was going to say, moving on, you went to Columbus went this to weekend Columbus, as well. So, Columbus Zoo. how was that? It was my first zoo I've been to in 14 years. Uh, it was pretty good. I weather see. weather wasn't bad. Just got a slight burn on my nose. It's probably not even noticeable now. But uh, it's not. Uh, saw some cool animals. Obviously, the main attraction for me. Is always the gorillas, any kind of monkeys, mm-hmm. uh, orangutan. Could have took a picture of orangutan, didn't. It was too sad. It was just too sad. 
because the, the orangutan was looking out the, the glass and it just looked sad. And I was like, this is too sad to take a picture of. Those <laughs> things are just so smart. And I'm just like, yep. man, like, I guess I understand maybe why they need to be in there, but it's still sad to see a super smart animal like that. Yep. But other than that, yeah, pretty good. You saw the manatees. That no. was nice. The manatees are cool. Uh, manatees are always cool. Th- those are cool. They just eat lettuce and cabbage or whatever. Whatever's floating on the top of the water. <laughs> Kale. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm done talking about the zoo. No, I will say the zoo was connected to a water park, and I didn't really know that till we got there, and that looked a lot cooler than the zoo. I wish I could have done that. I just love a good water slide, you know. <laughs> love a good water slide. You were going to tell a story about Bob Evans, and I told you oh, to yeah. save it. Yeah, yeah. We went to Bob Evans of all places because we just kept passing up restaurants because nothing seemed good. But when we got to Rio Rio Grande, which is where Bob Evans Farms are, so we're like, we know if there's a Bob Evans to stop at, stop at it's this. It's It's got to be good. So they close it at 8 p.m. on okay. Saturdays. We went in at 7.30. Oh, no. We, no, no, no. We did. We went in at 7.30. And, uh, You're like, one of those people. I was like, oh, God. Okay, so I was like, I was like, here's what I'm going to do. My food's going to cost 10 bucks. I'm going to tip them that exact money. And you know what? That's exactly what you should I do. I tipped them 10 bucks and... Uh, yeah, I made sure to tip good. They, they, they still, you know, my, my, I suspect that they get people coming in 30 minutes before sure, closing. Sure, sure. Uh, we were out of there at 8, 10. Uh, oh, that's not bad. That's yeah, not bad. I still felt kind of bad, so I was like, I'm still going to tip. And honestly, she she full, fully deserved that tip. Like, yes. It was great. Like, the staff was great. The food, uh, you know, is, is probably better than most Bob Evans that you go to because it is where the Bob Evans farm is. Did you make a big deal about your ranch dipping sauce? I didn't get that. I got a grilled chicken sandwich, so oh. I don't know. Did you make a big deal about your ketchup? I didn't make a big deal about anything because I never do that. Good boy. Good boy. <laughs> I just go in and let the surfers do their thing. I don't bother them with anything. They do their thing in their khaki pants, and then thing. that's, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Good. I'm glad that you weren't a complete and utter a hole. Yeah, never. I would. Parental, parental advisory now on the <laughs> episode. Um,. What'd you do? What did I do? Um, well, over the weekend, I went to... Um, I got away from the Freedom Festival. Um, yes. Got away, from, got away from that, thank God, uh, because... Which takes place in Logan, which where takes, we live. Which takes place where we live, and unfortunately, uh, where I live is right in the heart of the whole dang thing, and it is yeah. the loudest, most obnoxious thing, and it's not necessarily anybody's fault, other than one certain person, Um and the fact that <laughs> it's the f- I don't here's the thing here's the thing I want to talk about Freedom Festival for a minute let's talk about Freedom Festival we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna shoot on Freedom Festival eh. Freedom Festival is is fine and dandy I don't mind Freedom Festival I hate living in the middle of it yeah okay Freedom Festival is fine a year, and dandy. But still, it is you know. it, well the thing the problem is it gets longer every year and it starts earlier it every year. starts <laughs> earlier every year and I, I'm just like, folks, five days is enough. Six days, too much. Seven days, what are you doing? When was it five days this year? It was five year? days this year. Tuesday right? through Saturday. Tuesday through Saturday. I and got some food it's just down too much. there. I went down there because I work in town. So where, where I work out in town is not where the Freedom Festival oh, I know. is necessarily. I know. So, uh, so I had to walk a little bit. It, but I got I got food at a couple of vendors. The food, both food was good. Yeah. T- incredibly overpriced. Oh, absolutely. Though. Holy absolutely. cow. Ten bucks for chicken, uh, I, chicken tenders. Listen, I don't have a problem. I seriously don't have a problem with the actual 
festival. I don't. I don't have a problem with festival. It's certainly a good thing for it's the community. It's a good thing for yeah. the community. Sure. It's fine. It's 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 wonderful. My problem is is there's hardly anywhere for residents to park in our town whenever I mean, that's the case anyways. We, we though, have right? it. Even right? without a Freedom Festival. Even without Freedom Festival, there's yeah. still nowhere to park in, in the town of Logan. Um and on top of that, it's the fact of it's just so dang loud. And that's yeah. Other than that, it's fine. But the good thing I will say about Freedom Festival is that um, Stevie, Trent, the guy that does the sound and mm-hmm. everything like that, he keeps people, the bands and things, on a curfew, and yeah. they are done by 10, 10.30 every night. That's good. And good for Stevie That's on good. that. So, Stevie, if you're listening, yeah, yeah, yeah. good on you, buddy. Yeah. But, yeah, Freedom Festival's fine. You know, it is what it is. It's way too dang long. Yeah. But, you know. We really, just, we really shot on Freedom Festival. We shot it's on Freedom Festival so hard. Jeez. It's in flames right now is, is how, yeah. how, how bad it's on fire. But, anyway, <laughs> Caleb, this week we are to, Wait, was there anything else you wanted to talk about? Uh, I don't think so. Going to see Taylor Swift this weekend. That's kind of cool. Yeah, but you by the time me. By the time that this... Uh, <laughs> not me, clearly. By the time... Uh, <laughs> he would have, though, if... if if I got a free ticket, maybe. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I did get a free ticket, so. Because <laughs> my I wife we, paid I for the tickets. I sure tickets. wasn't. I, I always on my way in a free ticket sometimes now. <laughs> you, I, sometimes, 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 sometimes falling into a free ticket is nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, Oh yeah, Dinosaur Junior is coming to the 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 loud the, and the loud the V Club. It's coming loud to the V Club. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you Are you gonna go? You gonna I don't know. You, you know, I, I do like Dinosaur Jr., but I'm not like a super fan. Right. Like I, I really only like aware of their first album and mm-hmm. like an album they put out in like 2012. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do like those. That's it's a just, no then. I don't know. It's, they're kind of lethargic, like vocally. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know. The guitar player is sick though. Mm-hmm. Jay Mascus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Tickets went on sale today, this Thursday, if yep. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I'm just not a super fan. But yep. it, I just I do think it is very cool that we got them though. They're a legendary indie, indie rock mm-hmm, band. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, Caleb, um, this week our topic was best movie soundtracks. Now, yes, we'll preface it with something, folks. I have been absolutely busy as I possibly can be over the last two weeks with getting ready for this Taylor Swift concert with my wife, who is making costumes and outfits for me and her both, and I unfortunately have had to help with that. Um, Yes, well, you're in she's, luck. she's sitting here with me. So, and Nancy, say hi. Hello. She's sitting here with me uh, while we're doing the episode, bejeweling a hat that I'm going to be wearing. So, um, pictures are will be posted online. Um, so, I haven't had a lot of time to research a lot of things. So, for most of the things for me was the 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 albums soundtracks that immediately come to come to my mind mm-hmm. when I hear movie soundtracks. Um, and just the ones that I know for sure that if you put it on in the car, I'd be like, yeah, it's a good soundtrack, it's a good soundtrack. So, uh, Caleb, you're in luck, because I've given all my time and dedication on Blood, Sweat, and Tears to this very time. I am so happy because you probably you're probably taking the lead. And you're also in luck. Are we about to jump in? Oh, yeah, we're about to jump in. You're we're also about in to luck. jump in headlong. You're also in luck, because there's a town about half a mile that way. My first soundtrack is Dumb and Dumber. I knew that's probably what it was going to be. That was a Dumb and Dumber line. I got it. That I just said. Did you put did you put Dumb and Dumber on your list, Josh? No, but I thought about it. Wow, what a what a great soundtrack! Um, you know, this is one of the only soundtracks where I'm looking at the artist, and I'm not necessarily fans of any of these artists. 
But I think as a collective whole, these songs really work well. There's so many songs in this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, uh, the song Too Much of a Good Thing by the Suns mm-hmm. plays like a few times in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great. And uh, to me, one of the greatest like dream sequence scenes, you know, the scene where Lloyd has the dream sequence while, while he's driving, mm-hmm. uh, the song The Rain, The Park, and Other Things by the Cow Seals, uh, I really like cool 60s psychedelic song uh, i hear that song you know, every time i hear it i just think about that scene and it's just mm-hmm. one of my favorite scenes from a comedy crash test dummies have a couple songs yeah. uh obviously yeah. hmm, 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 plays in the scene after uh lloyd and and harry get into the fight and yeah. lloyd's like i'm sorry i forgot that you never make a mistake <laughs> uh. and there's just some really cool songs that i just don't know like the, the the gigolo ants where i find my heaven i don't know who that is i don't know but either. that song's great isn't the pumpkin head song on that uh, the Ballad of Peter Pumpkinhead, which yes. is which is really originally by XTC, yep. but the Crash Test Dummies covered. Yep. Uh, I remember when we used to play shows, Nathan would play that song constantly. Yeah. Do you remember that? Would he play the Crash Test Dummies. Yeah, version? Who, who, it's shorter than the XT, XTC's version. Yeah. They, they cut out a verse. Yeah. Uh, well, we did. We we, and, you we know, rocked that you song got a classic a lot. like a like a oh, oh pretty woman by Roy Orbison mm-hmm. that plays whenever they're getting like the manicures and stuff. Like oh that. yeah, yeah. And uh, if there's one artist on here that I really got into. And I'm not even sure it's because of this movie, but Todd Rundgren, who I, mm-hmm. I really like, has a song called Can We Still Be Friends that plays at the very end of the mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, uh, I don't know. It's a, great, it's a great collection of songs for a movie that is utterly absurd and ridiculous. Uh, the soundtrack just goes. It just, it, yeah. go, it goes hard. Yeah. I, I, I might would buy that on vinyl. I've seen it on vinyl before, but I've I, I just never bought it. Mm-hmm. So that's my, that's my first one. Dumb dumber. Well, I'm probably going to go immediately to the one that you're probably going to have on your list. And if you don't Maybe. have it on your list, I'm legitimately going to be shocked. Maybe. Um, Let's see. It's Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? I don't have it. Really? No. Never, really? Never got into it. Oh, man. Man. I, I'm, I'm acknowledging that. I, I'll acknowledge that it's great for the movie, but I never Dude. got into actually listening to those songs. Do you remember, <clears throat> though, when this, when not only the movie, but the soundtrack came out, it was like engulfed. Like pop culture for huge. for a while. It's it sold. It was like the number one, like selling album mm-hmm. for weeks. And for you months. couldn't you couldn't find it around either. Yeah, like it, it took a while to find that record. Well, the song "Man of Constant Sorrow" was like a huge, yeah. huge. Did hit. it not win a won a Grammy? Surely didn't it? it did. Surely it did. Anyway, um, yeah. But um, bluegrass country driven has uh, Allison Krauss, Union Station, um, Ralph Stanley's on it. Um, list goes on and on of people that are on that soundtrack and the thing of it is too about the movie is that the movie utilizes those songs very very well mm-hmm. uh, so yeah oh brother yeah, there's out. A, there's check another, that album out check that movie there's out another coen brothers movie i thought about putting on here that i like the soundtrack better which is inside lewin davis mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't i didn't put it on here yeah because i just i still wasn't as knowledgeable as i'd like to be on that kind of like folk music but mm-hmm. I like I like that collection of songs. That's more of my yeah. kind of thing. But yeah, yeah no doubt. Oh, fun, Brother, oh, fun Brother fact, Arthur's soundtrack is great. Fun fact: I did own Oh Brother Arthur on 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 CD. CD. Uh, I think. And you and if I'm not mistaken, Nancy, you own it on cassette, don't you? Yeah, she bought Set, it at well, a uh, an antique store on cassette. Cool. So we do for fifty cents. So cool. we do actually own the record still. Yeah, and it was still sealed. Sealed. So. But no, you can get that now on eBay for seventy five cents. So she got a deal. Really. I don't know. Is that that cheap? I doubt it. I, look, well, it's, as you talk about your next one, I don't want to. I want to find out. I don't want to do that because I want your full attention. Go ahead. I'm listening. About. I think it was like ten dollars because we looked it up. Okay. Okay. Well, they're fine. You're okay. you're right. You're right. There you go. I don't know if she's right. 
Uh, you want me to get into my next one? Sure, go right ahead. Uh, my next one is Adventureland. Uh, coming okay. of age, coming of age, eighties uh, comedy. Uh, th- this is a very influential soundtrack for me. Uh, very, very underrated and overlooked, and uh, overlooked movie, I think. But the soundtrack got me like specifically into some artist. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a couple of re- the replacement songs. It starts when I was thinking the movie starts with "Bastards of Young" by the replacements, and towards the end when it's reaching like its third third act climax it's play, it plays unsatisfied by the replacements that's the song that really i was like i i have to get into this band this has to be mm-hmm. a band that's part of my life because i love this song okay but other than that it has uh, some velvet underground uh david bowie's modern love which mm-hmm. I, I every time i hear that i'm like it's modern such a great love. song uh obviously uh, don't dream it's over by crowded house uh the hey now hey now don't dream it's over yeah okay yeah so it has like some great songs like that the outfield your love which mm-hmm. is Notoriously covered by Meet Me in the Matinee, That's our true. former band. That's true. That's true. Uh, the Cure's just we like covered, Heaven. We covered the crap out. It of even plays Russia's Limelight. Um, yeah. And at the yeah. end of the movie, I believe during the ending credits, it plays a an NXS song called "Don't Change," which uh, is this is the first time I ever heard it was in this movie, and it is one of the greatest songs ever. I still haven't necessarily got into NXS's like mm-hmm. discography, mm-hmm. but that song is 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 incredible. It's one of the best songs ever. Adventureland. Check it out. Good movie. Uh, maybe even better soundtrack. Yep. Okay. Um, my number two uh, is Purple Rain, of course. Of course, Purple Rain is going to be on here. I mean, it's probably, I mean, song for song, not only a great album, but it might arguably be the best movie soundtrack of all time. Hate to say it, but there's not a, again, when we get to that, albums that don't have a skip, this will be one of those records that are that's on there. Uh, Purple Rain, uh, Let's Go Crazy, When Doves Cry, uh, Take Me With You. Uh, I mean, it, it literally song for song, Computer Blue. Uh, so, yeah. And it plays all the songs. And in it the plays movie. all the songs in the movie other than, I think, one. I think there's one song okay. that's not in the movie. Um, yeah, I believe. Could be wrong. Maybe. Okay. Yep. I still haven't watched the movie. You haven't watched Purple Rain still? No. Well, no. I have it. You can borrow it. Yeah. You know, it's got mixed reviews, Josh. The movie does. You're not watching it for the story. You're watching it for the performances. Yeah, but I'm, I, I don't love that album, though. Well, you should. I know. I know. You should. My brain just hasn't it just hasn't flicked yet for, <laughs> for the Prince, the prince uh, flick. So, uh, yeah. That's okay. That's okay. Maybe one day. One day. One day when you're old and gray and... Yeah, well, they're already, already gray. A gray yeah, already, so. I know what you mean. I'm getting there. So. <laughs> I got this nice big gray patch in the back of my head. Moving on. Moving <laughs> on. Okay, my next one is should be an obvious one. Is almost famous. Yeah. Uh, I didn't put it on my list because I knew it would be on your list. So yeah, great collection of songs. And you know, I, I only have like a handful of songs here, but that doesn't even like begin to like cover what mm-hmm. all has. Uh, America by Simon and Garfunkel. It was yeah. one of the first Simon and Garfunkel songs that I ever heard. Yeah. Uh, the Stooges Search and Destroy plays during a really cool scene with Philip Seymour Hoffman. Mm-hmm. Paranoid, Black Sabbath, Roundabout mm-hmm. by Yes. Obviously, some of the original songs in the movie, like Fever Dog by the fictitional band, mm-hmm. fictitious, whatever, band Stillwater. <laughs> uh, I believe that was written, written by the director and uh, is it, it the Wilsons? Are they in Hart, right? Yes. Okay. Will, believe, are you talking about the Wilson sisters? Yeah. Yeah. So I believe they wrote. Hart. They wrote. Some of the original songs in the movie and uh, "Reeling in the Years" by Steely Dan, mm-hmm. and one of one of my favorite scenes, uh, 
a couple of my favorite scenes. The Tiny Dancer scene. Of Elton course. John, and there's another course. Elton John banger, Mona Lisa's in Mad Hatter's, yep. which is an underrated mm-hmm. Elton John song. Yep. Uh, the song got me... This album, the, the movie got me into uh, uh, an era of Beach Boys I wasn't necessarily aware of before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the Surf's Up era, because the song Feel Flows plays uh, at one point in the movie, and it also plays in the end credits. Mm-hmm. And that song just... I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I register that movie in my head as, like, a sad movie. So mm-hmm. every time I hear Feel Flows, I'm like, oh, God, I'm so sad. <laughs> but I love that song, and uh, it got me into that. And, uh, obviously, Sherry Amore by Stevie Wonder plays during a pretty uh, critical overdose scene. Mm-hmm. So it's just a great soundtrack. The movie's about music, and it has great music in it. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Everyone agrees with me. Absolutely. Nancy, Everyone do you knows. agree? Everyone knows. Nancy's Nancy, never seen Nancy Almost seen Famous. Almost Famous. She knows. She's not seen Almost Famous. Oh, God, famous. Nancy. Oh, God. Well, speaking of movies that Nancy's never seen, uh, my next one is a little movie uh, that is, uh, most of the music on it is by a band called The Bee Gees. Uh-oh. And that's Saturday Night Fever. Saturday Night. Now, a lot of fever. This Again, this is also one of those, those albums where somebody could possibly say that it's probably the greatest movie soundtrack of all time because it transcended now, movie soundtracks. Now, what's some songs on here? Staying Alive. Never heard it. How Deep Is Your Love? Never heard it. More Than a Woman? <laughs> Night Fever? Like four iconic Man, Bee Gees songs How Deep on Is Your album. Love? Is straight up just one of the greatest songs ever. Written. Agreed. I hear that every time that song show, pops up in my shuffle, I'm like, I'm listening to this. Dude, <laughs> I, honestly, I love all four of those songs. I don't know the Bee Gees as well as I should. Yeah, I agree. I really love How, How to Mend the Broken Heart. That's not on there, is it? No, don't think I so. I love that song. No. Uh, but, I mean, again, four classic Bee Gees songs, and yeah. you can't... Here's how, here's how you know a song to a movie is really, really good. When you hear the song and you think of the scene in the movie, mm-hmm. and that's the first thing that comes to yeah. your mind, you think staying alive. You think of seeing John Travolta's yeah. feet walking down the street carrying a yeah. paint can. Yeah. It's like Tiny Dancer. It's hard to think about Tiny Dancer without thinking of the bus without scene. Without thinking of the bus scene. Famous. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it, that, to me, that alone is yeah. enough to make it one of the greatest soundtracks mm-hmm. of all time. Okay. No question. I've never seen Saturday Night Fever. Really? No. Well, that's another one we'll watch. Josh just point out the the oldies, the, deep, the oldies, the but goodies. Movies. Yeah. Uh, okay. My next one is uh, definitely like a you know maybe a niche one. Not really though. It's a Goodwill Hunting because it's just okay. It's just chock full of Elliot Smith songs. That's really it's a, per, it's a personal preference too. It's got all Elliot Smith. It's got number na- no name number three by Elliot Smith. Say yes by Elliot Smith. Between the bars. It's also got How to Mend a Broken Heart by Al Green's version, not the Beatty's version. Uh, it's got Angelus, and it's got the song specifically written for uh, Good Will Hunting, and that is Miss Misery by Elliot okay. Smith. It, it was nominated for an Oscar. It did not win, because you know what movie came out the same year as Good Will Hunting? Titanic. Oh. That dang song beat Miss Misery, and we all know Miss Misery is superior. But yeah, yeah. I, I just picked this one because it has my arguably... My favorite artist of all time, and it's just chock full of his music from the the mid to late nineties. Yep. So, yeah, just yep. love it. You know, too bad Titanic's not on any of our lists because why uh, would it be? I know it's not a great sound. Buddy, my heart will go on. That it's it's a banger in itself. <sighs> it's, a, it's it's not it's not a bad song, but geez, come on, overplayed, overplayed much? Yeah, yeah. I What's, hate that freaking song what's dude. next i hate that song i don't can we it. just talk i hate that song i don't hate it but i hate that song beat miss misery by elliot smith though. i hate that song with like so much passion in my soul okay 
right. Just saying. Okay. Just saying. I don't have anything for it. <laughs> What's um, next? I don't have anything for that movie either, honestly. Okay. I don't like Titanic. I don't like it either. I don't like Titanic. I, I think I think as like a technical achievement, it's kind of great. Sure. It looks beautiful, but the like substance it. ain't there. Yeah. We're not, not we're not, not even, here. It's not even a great romance. We're not here to review yeah, Titanic. But we Even are. though it's been so, so long since I've watched it. It's only been 35 years. Might love it next time I watch it. Has it been 35? It's not been 35 years. It's not been 35 years, though. We're, it, it we're been, older than the movie. Yeah, it hasn't been 30 years, so. 25 years. Yeah, sure. Sure. 20, 24 years. 25, 24, 25 years too long. What's next? Help. I need somebody. Help. Anybody. Help. You know, I need somebody. Yesterday. <laughs> Oh my god! Well, <laughs> we had something cool going there, and then you screwed that up. Yesterday's on help, isn't it? No. Oh my god, is it not? No. God, I feel so no. stupid. Uh, god. What okay. is on? Uh, oh, yesterday is on help. I'm sorry. I know it is. <laughs> I know. It. I don't know why you t- you try to gaslight me. <laughs> I know that it's on there. For some reason, I thought yeah, I thought yesterday was on a hard day's okay. night. Okay. That's why not you, right. Why do you like the help soundtrack? Is it because it's the Beatles? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's exactly what it is. I mean, technically, yeah. I mean, technically it is. Um, it's got help night before uh, yesterday <laughs> on it. Uh, shut up, Caleb. Moving on. What's I your know next? It's on what's it. your next soundtrack? I'm so, not. So that, not that was. So that was sort of you like your Goodwill Hunting because it's just all, all beat. Yeah, okay. yeah. I honestly like Help better than I like A Hard Day's Night because there's not as many covers. I've not on watched it. a single Beatles movie. Um, so far you're naming a bunch of movies I just haven't seen, Josh. Gosh, oh. Way to be accessible to the audience. Oh, I know. Jeez. Forgive me. Wait till I pull out these bangers here. <laughs> I know. Get, get, get ready. Well, I'm about to pull out the most accessible out of the, out of all mine. I bet I know what it's going to be. So uh, instead of just doing like a movie, I'm doing all three, and that's all three Inside Guardians of the Galaxy. Inside Out. It's all three Guardians of the Galaxy movies. First duplicate. Uh, okay. So uh, I have Guardians 1 you know, and 2. I haven't seen 3. You know which one of these is my least favorite soundtrack? 1. 1. I know that's a lot of people's favorite, and it does have some great songs. Like I, I love that it starts with "I'm Not in Love" by 10CC. I think it's a great song to set mm-hmm. the tone because the movie starts sad. And that's a great oh, yeah. song to start it with, and I love that. Obviously, "Moon Age Daydream" is one of my favorite David Bowie songs. Uh, and there's just something about "Ain't No Mountain High Enough" that just makes me emotional when I hear it. Yeah. And that that there, that's no exception when they play it here at the end of this movie. But I think the second one really outdoes it yeah i love the inclusion of brandy 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 becomes like a character in the movie the song does well i think they use the chain very very well to begin the movie too they use everything like it's a movie that shouldn't mr blue sky yeah yeah it's a movie that shouldn't that that song should not work in a comedy setting like that but it's like no this this works pretty good uh and uh, i love how they use uh southern nights by glenn campbell it's Mm -hmm. during the scene where rockets just like obliterating the ravengers out in the woods with like that button uh uh Father and the inclusion of father and son by Cat Stevens just yeah. kills me. Yeah, like I was talking about this a few weeks ago, how they used it in the Ted Lasso finale. I was mm-hmm. like, oh no, <laughs> not this song. But it, honestly, the the newest one, uh, Guardians Three, caters more towards my, mm-hmm. uh, my what I like. Uh, it starts with the, the acoustic version of Creep by Radiohead, okay, uh, which is better than the uh, ori- the regular version of Radiohead. Mm-hmm. It just feels more personal. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't say the f word in it, but. It just feels more personal, and it fit, especially with this one being like rocket centric, mm-hmm. it really like makes sense for that character. Sure, uh, "Crazy on You" by Heart, a song called "In the Ti- In the Meantime" by Space Hog, which I I'd never heard mm-hmm. until this movie. That movie, that song has one of the greatest bass lines in it. Like mm-hmm. I'll just I'll just be at work 
like hours through the day just thinking about that baseline all yeah. day. And obviously, the flaming lips do you realize is is great. And it ends with it ends with the replacement song and another another inclusion of the replacements. But this song is "I Will Dare." Just a gr- three three great soundtracks that mm-hmm. really really help elevate the the, movie, the already yeah. great movies. Yeah, three good mixtapes. Truly, they're all none of them. Or like I'll, I'll, I dislike the first one mm-hmm. the most, but that that would be a lot of people's favorites. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my next soundtrack is probably another movie that you haven't seen. Um, the Crow. I've seen The Crow. You've seen The Crow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is one of those uh, soundtracks that I think perfectly complements the flow and overall theme and yeah. uh, cinematography of a movie. Uh-huh. As dark and gothic as The Crow is, the soundtrack just elevates that. It's got my favorite Cure song on it. I love Burn. I mm-hmm. think that song is fan-freaking-tastic, and I would never skip it if it it's, comes on. It's got a, uh, gosh, it's got a shoegaze song in it. I just can't remember the name, but I, I have it on like one of my shoegaze playlists. Well, not to mention the fact that the album had the, some of like the biggest freaking artists of that time mm-hmm. on there, too. It had... Uh, Stone Temple Pilots was on there, Rage Against the Machine, Nine Inch Nails, um, The Cure. Uh, so, yeah, I mean... It's a popular soundtrack. It is a very popular soundtrack. Very very much so. And I, I love that movie um, as well. If you've never seen The Crow, I suggest you, uh, at Halloween, take you, take you two hours and watch that because it's very, very good. Don't watch the sequels, though. <laughs> Don't watch any of the Don't sequels. Edward Furlong. Two is okay. Two's okay. Three and four are just, yeah, just, just not, the same. not good. Not good at all. Oh, uh, my next one my next one is Magnolia. Okay. Uh, it's not okay. that it's loaded with songs. I just have I literally just have five songs listed mm-hmm. here. It's the way that they use them. Mm-hmm. Specifically Amy Mann's songs. They use her voice frequently. It starts with a cover of the song One. You know, mm-hmm. One is the loneliest number. It also has a couple of really cool super tramp songs worked into the mix, Goodbye Stranger and the Logical Song. And uh, Amy Amy Mann's song "Wise Up" is used beautifully in a scene where characters are reaching like an emotional breaking point, and it's almost like the characters are singing the song. It's mm-hmm. almost like a a fourth wall break to mm-hmm. some extent because they're all singing the song along with it, and it's it's incredible. Uh, and it ends with the Oscar nominated "Save Me," uh, by also by Amy Mann. Uh, small 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 amount of songs, but they're utilized extremely well in a in a three hour movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. My last movie, actually, is a movie that you're going to be like, what, what, what? <laughs> and that is Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> Let me tell you something about this soundtrack, folks. The soundtrack or the score? The, I'm, I, I'm, that score? I'm not serious. Okay, see, so you're, get, you're getting into it. That song gives me a panic okay, attack okay, when I hear okay. it. You're, you're getting into it, but that was a complete joke. But oh, <laughs> hey, the, the score but if you is, want to talk about no, the it, we can talk is, about it. Now, the score is great for Requiem for a Dream, but I just never, I would never go back and re-listen no, to it. Never. I, I'm like, nah, never. Because you know why? Because <laughs> when you hear that score, you think about that movie and how horrible that movie is. Oh, yeah. not And not I mean, horrible a bad movie. But it's a yeah. great movie, yeah, yeah, but... Yeah. but Ooh, you don't want to. You don't, don't want to ruin your day. You don't want to ruin your day. You don't want to. You don't want to be like Caleb and have to have to take a take a pill after you watch that movie or before a, you watch. I'm that taking movie. a pill because I watched Wrecking for a Dream, Dream so many times yeah. in my early twenties, <laughs> buddy. Messes with the chemical compound of your brain. Is no, what I mean, it just kind of ruins your life. Um, my final one is Forrest Gump. Okay, um, I thought about putting up in that. I mean, it, the movie spans what twenty years, 20, 30, 40 years. 
if it's roughly 40, if it's forty years, that's ridiculous. About thirty. Because they do not do about, a, they do not do a good job of aging the character. I would say it's about thirty. Then it's still ridiculous. Anyway, but I'll go with it. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it should have a good soundtrack. It's got "Fortunate Son" by CCR on it. Michael Dameron. They're still not that great of a band. Um, <laughs> it's got a, a free bird. It's, it's got free bird on it. I love uh, the free Elvis's, bird scene. Elvis. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's got a lot of it's got a lot of good stuff on. It, yeah, it's got on. A, it's it's loaded. You yeah, know? it's a loaded. It's soundtrack. a loaded soundtrack. Loaded. Uh, my next one. Sorry, is, Michael. Love my you. next one is is Donnie Darko. Okay, Nothing. that's it for me. By the way, I'm okay. done. Well, I, got I'm a, done. I got a few more. And you've got a few more. And so. some of these you might be able to chime in on. Sure. Um, Donnie Darko's pretty influential soundtrack for me to some extent when it comes to Tears for Fear specifically because I've never okay. heard to Head Over Heels. And I was addicted to that song after watching Tears for Fears. What are you doing? Nothing. What are you doing? What Nothing. Are you, doing? <laughs> you getting to the beats what you, over here? What are you chewing? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just think the music is used amazingly, especially mm-hmm. with that first uh, opening with The Killing Moon by Echo and the Bunnymen. Mm-hmm. But again, the Head Over Heels by Tears for Fears, that got me... I was aware of Tears for Fears, but that song got me into Tears for Fears. Yeah. I never looked back at it. They're like that. one of your favorite bands now. So. Well, I, love the, I love the first two albums a lot. Okay. I'll say that. Okay. Okay. Uh, Notorious by Duran Duran, Love Will Tear Us Apart by Joy Division, uh, Love Under the Milky Way by The Church. Mm-hmm. It obviously ends with a Mad World, but Gary Jewell's version, but it was written by Tears for Fears. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's probably the most like remembered song was is the Mad mm-hmm. World, because it's just so much more depressing. It's so much more depressing than the Tears for Fears version. <laughs> oh, it's very depressing. And the movie's depressing, so. I've, you know what's funny is I remember hearing that song first, um... For a Gears of War trailer, can you believe that? Really? Yeah, that version. That the first time, yeah, I believe that is the version that's in the trailer, and I just remember hearing it, and I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> that's that's the saddest freaking song I've ever heard." Oh my god, there's a rock monster. <laughs> so yeah. Um, anyway, all right. Next, yeah. I have great uh, song. Maybe one you you'll 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 know okay fairly well, and that's the Wedding Singer. Oh god, is how great. Did, how did I oh, I don't, that? dude. I almost forgot it too. I, don't know from, I put oh it here at god. the end. Yeah, dude. The wedding Jeez. singer is stacked. It is. So stacked they have like two soundtracks for it. Do they? Yeah, dude. There's two wow. there's volume one and volume two. Wow. Stacked. You got ninety nine love balloons. Yeah. You have a couple of the Adam Sandler bangers, like yep. Grow Old With You and yep. Somebody Kill Me. Yep. Uh yep. he was listening to a lot of cure before writing that one. <laughs> uh White Wedding by Billy Idol, Boys Don't Cry by The Cure. Yeah. Hold Me Now by the Thompson Twins, which is still just Man. one of my favorite songs. Every little thing she does is magic by the police. Every Day I Write the Book by Elvis Costello. Love My Way by the Psychedelic Furs, which is also really big on Vice City. Grand yeah. Theft Auto Vice yeah. City. A Holiday by Madonna. You Make My Dreams. Hall Notes. Blue Monday. New New World Order. Oh, some B-52s. Flock of Seagulls. You have the President of the United States doing a cover of Video Killed the Radio Star mm-hmm. at the end. And mm-hmm. uh, and How Soon Is Now by the Smiths. This doesn't even cover. There's, there's way more than this. Say, what's the song? These what's, are a lot of my favorites, Oh, though. God. What is the song that... Uh, it's right there too. The song that uh, the one guy sings when Adam Sandler's character runs off. Oh, what is the song? Do you really want to? Yes, Culture Club. Me? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, it's a great song. Yeah, it is great. It's yeah. a great song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I just I mean, think that. Great. I just think that scene and is so funny. Yeah, and obviously he, whenever he's singing "Holiday" by Madonna, he's going through like an emotional. He's like, "Holiday," <laughs> and you got the, you got the, it's, it's you ladies' night, sung by John Lovitz. You are, the great. Worst, you are the worst wedding singer on the planet, sir. One more outburst like that, I and I will strangle you with Steve my microphone Buscemi's wire. role in the first like, part of the movie yeah. where he gets up there, and he's like, It's like, see, Dad? It's like, I can play guitar, too. 
But you didn't know that, did you, Dad? We literally could do an episode on Adam Sandler movies. And I, and then, I think then we Steve, might put that in Steve the Buscemi list. Steve shows up at the end to sing the, uh... The... Uh, 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 oh, yeah. I yeah. know. I don't have that on here. Oh, my God, Caleb. What are Dude, you doing? What are you doing? I love that song. True. Who sings that? Robbie that's that's the, uh... Gosh, oh. It's called True. Yeah. Spando Ballot. Yep. Yeah, great song. Great, great. Next right, I had right, one. God. I don't know why you didn't put this on here. Maybe because we, I thought about now putting on here because we just talked about it. And that was Sing Street. Uh, I thought about it, but again, we again we just talked yeah, about it. You know, so. the, yeah. the, 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 yeah, the original Sing songs. So the original good. songs are great in it, like Drive It Like You Stole It and and Up. But uh, it's got some great songs. It's got Rio from Duran Duran, Stepping Out, Joe Jackson, Gold by the Spandu Ballot, and Maneater by Hall yeah. Oates. That's yeah. just a few. I Man, yeah. it has a lot. And then, but the original songs on it are... If you want to hear us talk more about that one, we talked about that in the musical yep. episode. Yep. It was in the section of not a, not quite a musical, musical but we're going to talk there. about it because it has a lot of music Bub, in it. Bub, is Walk Hard on your list? It's not because we also talked about that on <sighs> but, that episode. But too. you know what? We're going we're gonna to take a moment and just mention it. Walk Hard it. soundtrack's great. Walk Hard soundtrack is great. All, Again, like the all, other original songs on It seems to be all is... original music. You know, he covers a couple... He covers like a David yep. Bowie song, yep. but uh, yeah. Yeah. Great, yeah. Listen to Great. that one. It's a, one of it's one of my favorite comedies. But beautiful, the soundtrack, beautiful ride. The soundtrack is song. borderline too good. The soundtrack is almost. I agree. Good. I'll agree with that. Next, I have uh, I have Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Uh, mm-hmm. It usually you okay. just it just utilizes music through the whole movie. You know, we're sex bomb. We're some great some it. great songs that are uh, written specifically for the movie, like Garbage Truck, Threshold, and Ramona. Mm-hmm. And I believe Beck wrote a lot of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, under my thumb by the the Rolling Stones. Uh, you, you even get a song by Metric that Brie Larson sings in the movie. Does great. It's called Black Sheep. It's a great mm-hmm. scene where her, her band is singing. How dare it. you say something about Brie Larson? <laughs> a lot How of people, dare you? A lot of people prefer her her version with her vocals than the actual like. How band dare you? Them. How so, dare you? She's great terrible. song. I heard Ramona sing by Frank Black from the Pixies. It's just they really utilize the music extremely well yeah. in that movie. It's, yeah. I mean, it's an Ed Wright movie. That's yeah. what they all kind of do. So. That is all of my uh, movie like uh, soundtrack when it comes to songs. But okay, I didn't know exactly what we were talking about, so I also included scores. That's cool. That's I included cool. scores. So I scores? had I had these in di- I had these in five different sections here. Okay, that doesn't mean five individual scores though. It means that three of these are literally just dedicated to composers. Okay. Uh, okay. Because my favorite composer, John Bryan. Uh, he doesn't have the most movies here, but out of the movies here, these are my favorite. Some of my favorite scores that okay. he's done: Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, Magnolia, okay. I Heart Huckabees, Lady Bird, Paranorman, Punch Drunk Love, and Synecdoche, New York. Okay, uh, so the movies that you just named, the movies that you just named are are killer movies. So, yeah. so he's got so he's got a good, great music too, like music that really. That's utilized extremely well to yep. like capture some of the emotion and all. Especially Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. That score goes. That score goes hard. Yep. And Magnolia too. Uh, so he's my favorite composer. Those are some of my favorite scores. I don't want to talk about individual tracks. You know. Yeah. Uh, next, I got Carter Burwell. Uh, okay. He's notorious for doing a lot of Coen Brothers movies or just dark comedies in general. But mm-hmm. he did a uh, In Bruges, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, The Banshees of Annie Sheeran, mm-hmm. Where the Wild Things Are, A Serious Man. Uh, Burn After Reading, Before the Devil Knows You're Dead, Adaptation, Fargo, Barton Fink, Blood Simple. Obviously, a lot of uh, Coen yeah. Brothers. He's really good at capturing like the, the suspense, dark sounds. He yeah. also did the Twilight score. Uh, don't I hate that movie? It's got a good score mm-hmm. though, because it's Carter Burwell. I've never seen him do a bad score. He yeah. just he really uh, compliments the movies very well. Yeah. The last composer I have here when it comes to modern day composers is Michael Giacchino. Okay, who's who's great. 
I mean, he's he's done. He did the Batman, Jojo Rabbit, Bad Times at the Old Royale. This next stint is Pixar movies, which he just annihilated. Mm-hmm. Inside Out, Up, Coco, Ratatouille, and The Incredibles. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the best Pixar uh, scores. He also did both Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and War for the Planet of the Apes. And he did the score for Doctor Strange, and he didn't do it for the second one. I don't know if you noticed, but the score for the first one is quite a bit better than the score. Mm-hmm. Because they don't really use Doctor Strange's theme very no. much in the second one. No. But in the first one, it's it's incredible. It's like probably one of the best MCU character themes. Yeah. You just don't hear it that often. And it's a great theme. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're thinking. They need to pull it together. Uh, We've talked a lot about how Marvel needs to pull it together. Need to pull it but, together. I yeah. mean. But uh, my next section is just... Others. Okay, others. <laughs> Other just movies that uh, I think had powerful scores. Some of my, just some of my favorite scores. And first I had Pan's Labyrinth. Just okay. a beautiful score with like almost like a lullaby type music. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Toy Story 1 through 4. Okay. Great. Like, okay. Probably some of my favorite scores in an anime movie. Obviously, Randy Newman did all of them. Uh, this next one could could also be included in like just the songs. And that is Drive. Uh, yeah, because yeah. a lot of people talk about the score, but the three songs that are utilized in that movie, the three or four songs, mm-hmm. like really fit in with the movie because they're yeah. all kind of electronica songs. Yeah. But the score is also kind of electronica by Cliff Martinez, uh, who, if I'm not mistaken, also did the score to Game Night, and he he used a lot of the same patterns mm-hmm. in that, and that, it's pretty yeah. awesome. Uh, this is the Justin Hurwitz section who did La La Land and Babylon, which mm-hmm. are just that Babylon score was yeah. just a. Uh, yeah, incredible. Some other great ones here: Nocturnal Animals, Social Network, Annihilation. Mm-hmm. Score chills me to my my core. Yeah, Last Black Man in San Francisco, Kubo and the Two Strings, great. Another Randy Newman score f- uh, from Monsters Inc. Mm-hmm. Uh, just sounds a lot like the Toy Story score, <laughs> but I love it. Had to be. I Had really love a lot of a lot of the score in Avengers Endgame from okay. Alan Silvestri, especially there yeah. in that the the final third. He oh really, yeah, the portals, 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 and yep. the uh, like the funeral scene. Like the, yep. it's got some great music. Uh, Alexander Desplot does great for Wes Anderson movies, but particularly fantastic Mr. Fox. And, oh, yeah. And Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah. I love those scores. Yeah, Mr. Fox's and, uh, scores. I know really you didn't good. love this movie, but Eighth Grade has a really, really, really fantastic score by Anna Meredith that mm-hmm. just is just anxiety. It's just straight up anxiety. My last one here is uh, a couple composers here that have done the, the three Ari Aster movies. Okay. And it's not that I love these scores. Mm hmm. Hereditary Midsommar and Bo is Afraid. It's not that I love the score. Colin Stetson did Hereditary and Bobby Krillick did Midsommar and, and Bo is mm-hmm, Afraid. Mm-hmm. But Ari Aster must... He has to like have it in his contract to where he gets the composer to be like, okay, this this final 10 minutes, you got to have a score that just blows everyone away. Yeah. Even They might not remember anything else that was played the rest of the movie, but this last 10 minutes, they're going to remember that for the rest of their lives. Hereditary has that... like borderline uplifting score during some of the most unsettling stuff yeah. ever and i'll never forget it midsummer uh almost similar mm-hmm. uh, a score that just like like chilled me to my core yeah. and uh, Bo was afraid also goes goes out really hard with a, a pretty intense long score mm-hmm. he likes to end the movies with these long uh, elaborate elaborate scores so that's all i got Lo- i love i love my scores uh, i wish i could talk i wish i could talk more in depth about scores but i <laughs> It's just so difficult, you know. It's hard to like talk about like individual songs sure. and score, but sure. Whenever, whenever, whenever I remember a score from a movie, I remember for the rest of my life. Well, I, for me, if we're gonna talk scores, um, I don't really have a lot of scores because, I, like we've talked about before on on the on the show, I, I you'd pay way more attention to the scores than I do. But if just off of the top of my head, when you say scores, I think Interstellar. 
I love the score to Interstellar. Yeah. Uh, just the way it was it was recorded in that cathedral with it's the be super unique, yeah, super unique. Especially for Hans um, yeah. I especially think uh, Raiders, Raiders of the Lost mm-hmm. Ark with John Williams. Yeah. Um, Star Wars Star with John. Wars, yeah. I mean, Star Wars is some of the most iconic yeah. music of all time, and it's all score. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean John Williams, like I mean, just, I mean, it's it seems Williams. like everything he did from like yeah early seventies. He did ET, right? I believe he did ET and yeah. did Jaws. Yeah, so, and yeah. Jaws. So I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's John Williams. Yeah, <laughs> he's arguably probably the best, the the most famous composer of all time. But yeah, uh, and he just keeps retiring. He just keeps, keeps retiring, <laughs> and they talk. Oh, there's him another back. Star Wars movie. Okay, I'll come I'll back for that. In. I phoned it in and get an Oscar nomination. <laughs> Pretty much. Because oh, did, let's let's rehash the same he did thing this, that we did. He did the score for the last uh, Rise of the Skywalker got nominated. Yeah. It really, yeah. I believe, when I was thinking, it, it like kicked out some stuff that did really deserved to be in there. Yeah, and it's just yeah. not as good as the past one. So, well, Caleb. Pick us a topic for next week. Is it my turn to pick? It's your turn. It's your turn. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Last time you picked Sonic the Hedgehog, and that was pretty good. That was pretty good. And then we did this one, and that was pretty okay, I guess. (laughs) Pretty good. Here we go. No turning back Here we go. No turning back. Unless I want to. Unless I want to turn back. Oh, God. What do we got? Uh Uh-oh. Ranking Jim Carrey movies. Well, that's funny. D- that's, Dumb and Dumber. We just talked we just about talked it. About Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless yeah, we Mind. Talked about, we talked about two top dogs. We there. talked about Sonic the Hedgehog last week. So, so my guess is that we're going to rank at least all the movies we've seen by Jim Carrey. It's yeah. not like a substantial amount. We might reach like a little bit over twenty, maybe. Yeah, something like that. Something maybe it doesn't have a lot. I, I think it should be movie. Some okay, of them suck. Let's let's <laughs> let's put it to this: not movies that he made a cameo or anything like that. And he has to be. Yeah. A star in it. Like, it has to be starring Yeah, Jim I'm Carrey. not going to count. I don't want to count. Well, I guess you could. You I'm could, not going to count the Deadpool. You could count Kick-Ass 2, maybe. Um, he's, got a, he's got a role in that. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I'm not going to count something like he made, like, a cameo in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he made a cameo in, like, Anchorman 2. Yeah, we're not going to count. Not going to count that. Not going to count that. Movies where he he's at least third on the bill. Right. right? I would say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, some of those movies, he he was, like, third on the bill, too. So yeah, like Burt, Burt Wonderstone or something. Yeah. He's, like, third on the yeah. bill. So. And it's not good. And it's not good. <laughs> that's going that's to be near the bottom. That'll be, yeah. a fun, that'll be a fun episode. So yeah. how do we... Are we going to rank them from whatever to one? Yeah, definitely. Okay. We don't want to give away our top. Oh, no, God, no. God, I mean, no. I know my top ten. I know my top ten. But, but I think right the top, the top ten will be interesting, though. Yeah. Because I think after two, it really... You never know what's going to happen. And it's always a toss-up between one one or two movies between you yeah. and I. But who knows? May go back and look at this list. Like, hmm, no, I might need to rewatch Feeling one. that movie. There's one that I might need to rewatch before we get to this. And I'll even say it now because I just it? have not watched it much. And it's probably his best reviewed movie. That's The Truman Show. I'll probably need to re- I probably need to rewatch that between uh, now and then. I remember The Truman Show. So that, I barely, that to me was... I, I've watched it yeah. obviously like yeah. a few times but I... I need to appreciate it more. Sure. Because I keep seeing these TikToks using like a clippy. <laughs> I'm like, well, I guess I got to rewatch it. Well, okay. so next week we're going to rank Jim Carrey's movies. Cool. I, did, I, wasn't even aware, I wasn't even aware that that was in there. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> I know we've went over these a thousand times, but we I have. forgot that it was in there. We have. Uh, Caleb, where can people find us? Uh, they can find us by typing in chat from a hat on Facebook, as well as Instagram, Twitter, and we are on TikTok as well. And if you want to email us, you can email us at chatfromahatcast at gmail.com. That's right. You can find us anywhere on social media, um, or you can send us an email. And uh, 
talk talk to us yeah. talk to us let us know what what kind of topics you want to hear about yeah. you know yeah. we might take it in consi- into consideration you know we might take it into or consideration not. probably not but we're not if it sucks no yeah we're <laughs> not we're not going to talk about that <laughs> and and we're making the rules up as we go we're putting Jim Carrey back and we're going to we're going to yep, fit it we're back we're going to do another one <laughs> no well folks thank you for listening uh next week we will be talking about the Jim Carrey movies and ranking them from one to whatever yeah uh, don't know There's how many. There's probably going to be some movies that one of us has seen and the other one hasn't. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're going right. to have different rankings. We'll have different rankings. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Sure. All right, folks, we will talk to you next week. <laughs>